I'm rolling. For Adeloni's Hardware and Garden Stores, boy, I I hope they're ready for this. Bring us Garage Logic Podcast number one thousand seventy nine. What? Oh, okay. May seventeenth, twenty twenty three. 93 degrees on this day, not that long ago, 1987, and 31 degrees in 1915. I can assure you that back in 1987, the kids would have uh, been swimming on that beach, kept free of weeds and crud and junk. No, not junk. Aquacide's pretty good, but they can't dissolve a car bumper. Right. right? You got to clean that yourself. Aquacide has been helping people maintain great lake shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products. They're fast, they're easy, they work quickly. Aquaside is registered with the EPA and DNR. These products are safe. They're right there, made right there in White Bear Lake. Don't let weeds overtake your swimming area. Call Aquaside, tell them what you're looking at, what you're dealing with. They'll get your, uh, they'll get the right products to your place. You'll look great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king. Fireworks Commissioner and the Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushir. We're going on uh, double secret high alert. <laughs> We're going to be joined by Representative Harry Niska, a Republican from up Andover Way. Is Harry with us? Hi, Harry. Hi, Harry. Yeah. Harry, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Well, where do you want me to start? Uh, you know, we have a we have a seventeen and a half billion dollar surplus, and we're raising taxes uh, and growing government. Uh, the size and scope of uh, of government at an unprecedented rate, um, and that so that's the top line concerning thing. And then, as they say, the devil is in the details, and there are a lot of devils in the details um, on this of these budget pro- uh, this budget process. The DFL is doing everything everything they can to reward their enemies and punish or reward their friends and punish their enemies and, and uh it's really concerning a lot of the specifics that are going on Harry, uh, let's, below the surface let's get to the bottom of and reach a clear understanding of the pedophilia controversy could you help us understand what is happening with that I can, yeah. So um, the Democrats have proposed uh, changing some language in the Minnesota Human Rights Act, in particular, adding a new definition of gender identity and changing the definition of sexual orientation. And as part of those changes, they deleted some language um, that made clear that uh, attraction by adults to children would not be considered part of that sexual orientation protection. Um, And as an attorney, um, that concerned me and concerned a lot of people in terms of what uh, a court might decide down the road in a case in which someone who does have those kind of attractions tries to claim some protection under the Minnesota Human Rights Act. Stop, stop, um, so, stop, stop. We have to make this clearer. In the Human Rights Act right now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it reads sexual orientation 
does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult, meaning meaning we're not buying this BS. Pedophilia is not a sexual identity. Only to discover that what? That's now been cro- that line's been crossed out of the public safety bill? Correct. That in the public safety bill, we are deleting that line from the Minnesota statute books. Um, and uh, I uh, proposed an amendment um, when the, when a bill with this uh, change came to the floor on April 26th. I proposed an amendment to say, if we don't want to have that language in the definition of sexual orientation, let's have that language somewhere else just to completely close the door to someone, some lawyer down the road and a judge deciding that this is somehow protected in the Minnesota Human Rights Act. That amendment was adopted 126 to zero. And then uh, in an all DFL conference committee, um, where they were incorporating that language into this broader uh, public safety and judiciary omnibus bill, the DFL members dropped that, deleted that, and um, we have had discussions about how to get something uh, clarifying that into the statutes, and they have refused. Well, you passed an amendment 126 to nothing, and you can go into a conference committee and just undo that? That's right. Yep. Those who have the the votes uh, have the power to do that. And if uh, they are unwilling to to listen to the other side of the argument or if they um, refuse to to acknowledge that the people who they disagree with might have a point, um, then then they can do that. That's unfortunately what the people of Minnesota empowered Democrats to do when they very narrowly gave them this trifecta in the 2022 election. This does not make pedophilia legal. Would that be a fair statement? It does not repeal the criminal prohibitions on certain acts towards children. Um, The concern that I have is that uh, some creative lawyer representing someone who, uh, you know, has the orientation uh, or the the attraction uh, towards children to be able to claim in housing or employment or something that they should be protected from discrimination based on that um, affinity or attraction or attachment. Yeah, so that, that's, that's the concern. And there's a lot of, I think, uh, misstatement of the argument a little bit on both sides, but especially on the side of the, the Democrats who want to deny this. That they want to slip into, oh, well, we're still leaving the criminal penalties in place. And that is true. Um, and that is good. But the important thing from this perspective is to make sure that we are not protecting it in the Minnesota Human Rights Act, that we're not destigmatizing or normalizing the idea that, uh, you know, adults attracted to children is somehow uh, just a normal, uh, you know, identity or orientation that, or, or some other protected class under the Minnesota Human Rights Act. But the bill Walls will sign does remove that stigma. It deletes that language and and it leaves for, unfortunately, a future court case, whether that's going to be protected under the Minnesota Human Rights Act. And, you know, I come from this uh, as a lawyer who's uh, drafted legal documents and argued about the meaning of statutes and contracts and all that kind of stuff. And unfortunately, when you leave a door open, when you leave uh, language ambiguous, um, then you have to, like Nancy Pelosi said, pass the bill to find out what's in it later when when a judge rules on this um, somewhere down the road. And that's not a, a gamble I think is, that w- is worth taking. I think it's irresponsible to take that. And I thought we had it solved on April 26th. And it's really, um, it's really unfortunate and, frankly, irresponsible of the Democrats to do what they did. It's on page 438 of the 500-plus page 
public safety omnibus bill, which presumably will be placed in front of walls, who signs anything you put in front of them. <laughs> and that line, sexual orientation, does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. That line will not be in the bill that Walls signs. Well, and, and let me be clear. Uh, this is uh, this is what's described as an agency bill coming from Tim Walls's Human Rights Com- Department. It, the, the, the Commissioner of Human Rights, who answers to Tim Walls, is one of the people who wants to make this change and who is resistant to um, us putting this protective language back into the statutes. So uh, there's no reason to expect that Tim Walls has any problem with this whatsoever um, or that this will be any snag in him signing it unless, uh, you know, his mind has changed between now and whenever this bill comes before him to sign it. Uh, Am I entitled to be speechless? Well, um, uh, the First Amendment protects your right to speak or not to speak, at least so far. Um, (laughs) For now. (laughs) For now, there's obviously some concerning uh, ways in which we are, uh, as a a legislature, the DFL trifecta is trying to interfere um, with your rights to speak or not speak, especially on controversial issues. Um, And, you know, that's another thing that I've talked a lot about in this bill. There's There's a a bias registry um, that we are funding in the bill. Um, we, we, they called it something else about, you know, going after hate speech or hate incidents before. Um, and then there was a pretty embarrassing um, exchange on the House floor um, where I asked the, I, the author of that bill some examples of things that should go in that. Um, that there was a, you know, short clip that, that went uh, a little viral about some of those examples. She, the author of the bill, um, seems to think that if you write an article saying COVID is a Chinese bioweapon that leaked from a lab, that that was something that the Minnesota Department of Human Rights should write down in their naughty list. Um, and that, uh, you know, maybe if you wear an I love J.K. Rowling t-shirt, uh, that, was, that seemed like a jump ball, I guess, as to whether or not they wanted to put it there. And that was um, really embarrassing uh, for the administration. I had a meeting with the Commissioner of Human Rights where, uh, she said that those questions were spot on and they didn't want to have that kind of information. Um, but lo and behold, what came out of the conference committee was funding for that database. Uh, they kind of rebranded it, um, but they gave the exact amount of money that the governor asked for in order to have the speech database. This is your first term, correct? It is. What are, how puzzled are you at at what's taking place. Are you astonished or did you go in knowing uh, this this trifecta would wreak such havoc? Or where are you when you have a time to pause and think meditatively about the state of the of Minnesota? What what in God's name is happening? You know, every day I'm shocked a little bit more. Um, I, I, I uh, was reflecting just a few weeks ago, looking back at uh, when we first learned in, uh, it was actually the day, a day that we were in freshman orientation, we learned that the, the surplus had ballooned to over $17 billion. And our new um, minority leader uh, immediately released, a House minority leader, Lisa Damitz, immediately released a statement saying, well, this should at least close the door on any tax hikes. Right. And I thought, why do we have to say that? Of course, how, how would we? Uh, it, it, it was it was actually hard for me to wrap my head around the idea that that was actually going to be a controversial statement um, at that point in time. And um, 
you know, I think that was in December. Do you uh, think, do you and, think, and, go ahead, I'm sure. Yeah, and, and lo and behold, every single day, something, you know, it seems like it's something just a little bit crazier that's coming down the pike. Do you think some sort of conventional fabric of American convention is being destroyed? In other words, you know, it's American to pay your own debts. It's American not to abuse a child. It's American, on and on and on. Do you think some fundamental dynamic of what has made America, America is being destroyed? Well, I think it's un-American for the government to have a, a database and have employees who are out there trying to look at whether, you know, political opinions uh, cross the line into, uh, you know, some sort of civil rights violation and, and to and to have funding at, at, uh to set up that kind of a database uh, uh but yes uh, i think that um there are many ways in which the the uh fundamental uh way our system is supposed to work where we the people get to have free discussions about ideas uh we get to have the religious beliefs that we want we get to have the political opinions that we want we get to express those freely and then the government answers to us i think that is being turned upside down there are a number of ways and you know this is one of them but there are a number of ways in which the the this trifecta is trying to consolidate their political power over the state of minnesota by interfering in the in the uh in that marketplace of ideas there there are two other bills where they are prioritizing or, or uh, helping unions speak and uh, trying to punish corporations that speak. Um, in the labor bill that we just passed off the House floor yesterday and in an elections bill where they're trying to ban corporate speech but, um, but allow the same kind of labor union and nonprofit speech. So, um, yeah, this is, uh, this is a big um, effort by this very narrow DFL trifecta to consolidate their political power and in ways that I think are just fundamentally at odds with the First Amendment and, and the, the principles that this country is founded on. Will you run again? I am running again, yeah. I'm running for re-election, yep. What are you, we, nuts? It, it, <laughs> well, I, I, I am running because I think, and, and this is what I said at the, um, as we concluded our public safety and judiciary omnibus bill, I think that the the way that that bill came together and the debate that we had on the floor of the House is just a perfect distillation of why this DFL trifecta is unfit to lead in this state. And, uh, and the people of Minnesota need to learn about that. So I will be talking to people in my district, but more importantly in other districts across the state of Minnesota to make sure that um, we do everything we can to save this state. Uh, you know, I grew up in Andover. I live in Ramsey. I am proud to represent the community that I uh, grew up in, and I'm proud to be from Minnesota, and what's happening in the state is not what the people of Minnesota signed up for. And so I am, I am, I am here. I am staying here. I know a lot of people are getting disheartened and, and leaving, and I hope that uh, that does not happen, um, because I think we need the, the people who are fed up and frustrated to stand up and rise up and talk to their neighbors about why what is going on in the state is unsustainable and uh, and wrong and uh why we need to get to work to fix it you have children i do i have um uh three we have three kids uh, my, my wife and i uh, uh an 11th grader a ninth grader and a fifth grader um i uh wanted to raise them in minnesota uh, it was a great place for me to grow up and i want to leave a state that's 
a great place for them to grow up and a great place for them to raise their kids um, someday. Uh, and there are a lot of things happening, obviously. And we've only touched on a couple of them here, but there are a lot of things that are taking the state in the wrong direction. Well, God bless you. Let, let's clarify before we let you go, and I hope we speak with you now more frequently. Let's, let's clarify something before we go. The, the line, sexual orientation, does not include physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. That line is not going to be in the bill that Walls signs. Is that correct? The bill that Walls signs is going to delete that line from the Minnesota statutes. All right. Does he know that? That's a good question. Does Walls know that? I expect that he knows that. I know that his commissioner of human rights who answers to him knows that and is specifically advocating for that and is specifically advocating for us not to put protective language elsewhere in the Minnesota statutes to ensure that that um, does not get misinterpreted by the courts to protect He's those who are He's a teacher. He's a teacher my god wow well yeah, again no, again pedophilia I, remains a criminal act but yeah but it shouldn't be this protected is the nose from in the discrimi- tent isn't it yeah, no this they shouldn't be protected from discrimination they should absolutely yeah. be discriminated well, I agree. against i agree yeah no i have spoken face to face with his commissioner of human rights who answers directly to him on this on this issue and on the bias registry issue and um the way that we have drafted this these statutes is just irresponsible in my opinion on both counts uh harry we love talking to you let's chat again thanks so much for the great information it's a hell of an optimistic uh interview can't thank you enough for the time yeah thank you guys so much for what you're doing to get the word out to the people of minnesota um and yes i know this is uh we are in the closing days of this session and um it's disheartening times um but I, I do believe better, better days are ahead for the people of Minnesota because I know from talking to Minnesotans, this is not what people who voted for Democrats last time around thought they were getting. And if we let them know what they're getting, uh, I think we're going to be able to, t- to turn this around in the state of Minnesota. But it's going to be a lot of work. And I'm, uh, I'm resolute, uh, and I hope uh, others will, will uh, you know, bow up and get to work along with me. Hey, Harry, I think Kenny and I both wanted to ask you the same question. Is it true that Hortman wants to wrap this thing up because of a graduation <laughs> ceremony taking place this weekend? No, it's a reunion. A reunion, I'm sorry, a reunion. <laughs> well, it is true that uh, she wants to wrap this up, to, uh, and it is true that she is listed on a panel at a class <laughs> reunion. And beyond that, I, I can't read her mind as to how, you know, how to link those two things together. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair I think enough. a lot of people are. I think a lot of people are drawing inferences from those two true facts. <laughs> thanks, Harry. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Thank yeah. You. Thanks, guys. Thank See you. Ya. Thank you. Well then, Rebecca Lucero. Yeah, Rebecca Lucero is Walls's Department of Human Rights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to find it here in a what second. What are you going to do, huh? <laughs> Isn't exactly clear. There's something going on over there. 
what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. We keep asking the same question. Why? If you listen to, which we were listening to before the show, Walter Hudson, who hopefully is going to either be on with us tomorrow or Friday. Yeah, I uh, I reached out to him, and I will provide this video you're about to mention to the Garage Logic show page. There's a video uh, that I can find no uh, objection to. I don't think it's taken out of context or anything else. It's a video where Walter Hudson breaks down remarks that are being made by Lee. Is it Leah or Lee? Lee. Lee Finky. Lee Fink. Now they're pronouncing it Finky in the legislature. Oh. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> in which you can discern from her remarks that I believe she wishes for pedophilia to be a protected class. Is that is that reasonable? I think that's, that's fair. On what we want. That's if fair. I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But we'll link that's 26 minutes, so we don't have time on the show to play the whole thing. But Hudson, it's alarming. It's uh, very alarming. Finky would remain in agreement, I suspect. Well, not I suspect. She would. He, it, she would remain in agreement that pedophilia, as it currently. Here's the here's the key. As we, meaning GLers, as we understand it, is a crime. The crowd she represents, I'm going to surmise, wishes it to be understood not to be a crime. Is that based on what we listen to? Does that sound meaning somewhat I, of life? reasonable? Well, it, it's how I'm wired. Not only do yeah. I... Th- well, yeah. Y- yes, I agree with you. Yeah. And that it, and if you listen to the actual video and the breakdown about how troubling some of the language that's in there is and her her uh, Lee's statement about it is is alarming. It just is. But you know, Niska got wind of this. He comes along on April 26. He successfully gets a, an amendment passed, 126 to nothing that says, "No, this you can't scratch that out of there. Right. We still have to have that in there in the Human Rights Bill. You still have to have in there that sexual orientation does not include pedophilia, only to discover they go into a conference committee, and uh, what what the hell worth is an amendment? I should have asked him that. What, what, what was the point of the amendment? It was easily diminished or gotten rid of in conference committee, so that line is not in the bill. Right. That line is not in the bill. I'm going to have these people over to my house because you know why? I don't like my garage door to make noises. No, no I don't bad. like the pulley and cable I'm, I'm noises. Like and, I, I, and, and the guys at Precision Garage Door will come and do that. They have an 85, is it an 85 point inspection? And it's free. Well, they cover everything. No, right? it's a 25. There is, there is an 85 part That's 60 in the extra steps. Door. Right. 25 point safety inspection from your opener to your springs to your rollers. They're not trying to sell you anything. I met with these people. I, I, they're my new garage people. It's Precision Garage Door Twin Cities. It's an $85 value. They'll do it for free. No purchase is necessary. Garage doors can break at any time. You don't want that to happen because uh, garage doors are hard to open without the opener. Mine requires it's about inconvenient. 15 neighbors to get the damn thing up. <laughs> uh, they're open uh, 24-7. They don't charge you more for weekend visits. 
that's Precision Garage Door. They serve the metro in western Wisconsin. I I like this. I like what I'm hearing. I, I guarantee you I'm going to like what I find out when they come over. Uh, they got the Kansas stuff. You yep. know, spray Gotta those. Spray the stuff. Keep that WD-40. thing. Keep that thing quiet. They'll fix your door, replace your door, whatever you need. They fix garage doors correctly. <laughs> Precision Door MN dot com. Deep creep. Hey, GLers, do you feel like it's harder to get in shape and stay in shape? Well, our sponsor, Nugenics Total Tea, is offering a complimentary bottle when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. Hey, it's not your fault. As we all age, our body naturally loses free testosterone, you know, the man hormone. It happens to every man, and it can make it more difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. Remember when winning was easy? Yeah, well, that's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. Wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old sweat? your back in your step. If you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testafin is going to help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get you better results at the gym and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. Nugenics Total T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC, and it can help re-energize your life and help you get back the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior that you used to be. Now, get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. Text right now and you'll get a bottle of Nugenics Thermal, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. That's 231-231 and enter the keyword garage. Texting enrolls you into recurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Not really listening. Rob O'Brien? He's this out of town this many week. Hats. Oh, just not indoors. Did he Do so sorry. I know you can buy these stupid, big, shiny boxes with neat pictures of deers and bears on them pretty much anywhere. The, the bent two-by-four store, the grocery store, uh, the Walmart store. But <laughs> stop, wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. Hold on, hang on. Don't do that. I need you to go to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Take a look at the Liberty lineup of safes. They provide the best protection from calamity you can possibly get. And then when that you're convinced a little bit to finish it off, stop into Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. Meet the owner, Rich. Tell me you heard some fathead on the air talking uh, talking about these Liberty safes, and you want to know if they're the real deal. He's an easygoing stand-up guy. He's not going to send you home with something you don't want and or need. And that's as far as he, also talking about your budget, too. He's not going to make you spend 10K on something if you don't need it. MapleGroveLockAndSafe.com. Liberty safes. A, a, a marriage made in heaven. Absolutely the best place in the Midwest to pick up a safe. Get to that website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Hello, listeners all throughout the United States and around the world. You're listening to a show that broadcasts from Minnesota. Minnesota is a state. For now. now, that is quite seriously getting destroyed uh, in numerous numerous ways, financially for certain. 
but also culturally and ideology. I think one of the things the mystery and Mysterians have been successful in accomplishing is disabusing the human race of the idea of there being right and wrong. They uh, they live and everything goes, anything mm-hmm. goes, and uh, a pedophilia is wrong. There's just no two ways about it. There's there's you have there's no, no reason to protect. You them. have no argument. It's wrong. Hold on, Prebs. <laughs> but and it still remains a crime. Uh, let's let's turn to Bill Glahn, who we had in yesterday, and his uh, writing from the. Center of the American Experiment. Uh, you may recall that I discussed that two provisions in this post, the pedophilia issue appeared to have been solved. We just went through this with Harry Niska. The pedophilia issue appeared to have been solved with a timely amendment offered by state rep Harry Niska that was adopted by unanimous vote of the Minnesota House, 126 to 0. The problem occurs in the 500-plus page public safety omnibus bill, Senate File 2909, on page 438, lines 20 and 21. Sexual orientation does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult, meaning don't come around telling me you're a pedophilia and want exceptions for that or protections. That's not going to be in the bill. But they struck through that line. The strikethrough indicates that the above language is being removed from existing statute section 36A.03, subdivision 44. The context of this removed language is that current state law protects everyone from discrimination based on their sexual orientation, whatever that may be for a given person. Current law makes clear that protected sexual orientations do not include those held by pedophiles. But that's been struck. Do you follow that? Mm-hmm. Here is the current definition of protected sexual orientation. Sexual orientation means having or being perceived as having an emotional, physical, or sexual attachment to another person without regard to the sex of that person or having or being perceived as having an orientation for such attachment or having or being perceived as having a self-image or identity not traditionally associated with one's biological maleness or femaleness. Sexual orientation does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. That's the current law. The last line of the law being sexual orientation does not include a physical or sexual attachment to children by an adult. By removing that last sentence, there is no longer any lower limit to the age of the object of a person's orientation. The NISCA amendment made clear elsewhere in statute that pedophilia is not a protected class. That amendment was removed. The final language now holds that all sexual orientations are protected under state law, whatever they may be. And then I'm going to read a statement from Representative Niska. Without Republicans in the room, Democrats stripped from the bill language Niska successfully amended without opposition to House File 28 
a predecessor bill, he said his amendment eliminated concerns language in the original bill could be interpreted as protecting pedophiles under the Human Rights Act, simply indicating the physical or sexual attachments to children by an adult is not a protected class under the chapter. And he thought he had that solved. Uh, the 29-paragraph account in the Star Tribune has not a single word about the pro-pedophile change. I'm reading from uh, Glan again. Niska also points out that the bill includes $645,000 in new funding, line 5.28, for the Department of Human Rights to report on civil rights trends. The report, page 49, line 23, appears to be a warmed-over version of the hate speech registry, that the Democrats were pushing earlier. The new language orders the department to analyze civil rights trends pursuant to this chapter, including information compiled from community organizations that work directly with historically marginalized communities and prepare a report each biennium that recommends policy and system changes to reduce and prevent further civil rights incidents across Minnesota. The words trends, information, and incidents are not defined, so the department is free to track whatever they want for whatever purpose they desire. So these are two of the most crucial things. Well, there's three crucial things that have happened. One is the state has behaved financially irresponsibly. The... uh, the surplus money will be spent and not saved or redistributed back to the taxpayers. Which, number one, is huge hell to get over. So they've behaved in a fiduciary manner that would get them in big, big trouble if they weren't in government. Right. And two, uh, they have uh, clung to the idea, clinged, whatever the word is, they have maintained the idea that they have the right to establish some sort of registry to uh, define individuals who they might find to have been uh, not ideologically pure enough in their eyes. We don't know who is going to determine that or what the ramifications that will be. And And also in the public safety omnibus bill, they have struck the language that excludes pedophilia from being a protected class. And if you listen to the Finky uh, remarks in the House, what I took from them, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. What I took from them is we uh, just don't understand the true nature of uh, sexual identity and sexual orientations, and we don't understand why it it might be uh, a sexual orientation to to be attracted to children, and that's because we just don't understand that. How about 60 seconds? Yes. Representative Finke. Um, Members, I rise in support of the bill today. Um, I've risen uh, numerous times on the floor since arriving here, Um, but I haven't I haven't risen to speak since the last time that this bill was in this chamber. Talking about public safety. The last time this bill was in this chamber, um, my my life turned upside down. And I haven't 
wanted to speak again because now I know what happens when I speak. What happens when I speak is different than it was before that day. Uh, and I'm nervous and I just want to acknowledge that because this bill has completely upended my life. That's too bad. All right. So you'll notice right from the Here's outset Hudson. that the focus here is entirely on the representative's personal feelings and personal experience. And, and this really does set the stage for what follows because the entire argument here is that because of how the law makes certain people feel, we ought to change it regardless of the substance of that law, regardless of the effect of that law on innocent life. We need to change the law because of how husband. certain people feel about it being worded in the way that it is. Excuse me. Uh, my other bill that we have in this project is, is the one, the Take Pride Act. And, um, you know, a lot of things have... Let's just pause right there. So the title of the bill, the title of the bill that removes language from the Human Rights Act, excluding pedophilia from consideration as a sexual orientation, is called the Take Pride Act. So by implication, the LGBT community is taking pride in removing a civil protection against pedophilia from state law. That's what they're saying. It's not what I'm saying. That's not my presentation of their action. That's their presentation of their action. The Take Pride Act, which scratches out language from the Human Rights Act which says we're not going to consider the physical or sexual attachment to a child by an adult to be a sexual orientation. Telling. Let's go forward. have been said about that piece of legislation. Um, a lot of things have been said for the last few weeks, a lot of things in the Senate, a lot of things here tonight about this agency bill that I happened to pick up uh, in my first session. Okay, so th that's worth pausing to note as well. And I didn't know this, that apparently this was an agency bill. And so in other words, a state agency hand crafted this bill and handed it to the representative to introduce and to advance through the legislature. That's very alarming. So th it's not just your elected officials who pushed for this. It's the people who, whose salaries are paid for with your tax dollars in positions of leadership within state agencies who are pushing this idea that we should remove an existing exemption of pedophilia from consideration as a sexual orientation or protected class. Uh, alarming, don't you think? Mm -hmm. All right, let's go back. It's enough. Okay. And Two points about that. Uh, it was Lucero, Walls' commissioner of human rights, uh, that apparently handcrafted this, which is unusual. Which means, of course, that Walls will have no trepidation about signing this. His own presumably hand-selected commissioner mm -hmm. is, is advancing this. Walls will sign this. And two, there can be no doubt now that there was only one reason Finky ran for office. Yep. And one so overwhelmingly 
with a lot of outside support. There can be only one reason he wanted to be in the legislature, and that was to bring about these actions to, for the trans community. Kenny, I don't, can't remember if Kenny said it on the air or off the air. Well, let me say it here, because for the last 10 minutes I've been re researching going into this, I asked off the air, how come nobody in the LGBTQ community has come out against Lee and said, wait a minute, what wait you're minute. doing here is painting all of us in a rather negative light. Right. And none of us like kids or want anything to do with kids or right. think people that um, abuse kids should be protected. Um, and I think you had some things to say about that. But meanwhile, I finally found something called the LGBTQ Nation. Mm -hmm. And I'm going back in their news. I'm all the way back to May 4th of this year, and they haven't said one thing about this case. And they cover every little thing that has to do with the gay, lesbian, trans across the entire United States. Just the most minutia little stories you can possibly imagine, and they have not covered this case, and I'm wondering what the hell. Well, I know. I have a question. I know gay guys who have children, and they certainly would not be on board with this. I would say the same thing about lesbian couples yeah. that have children. Yeah, I would assume. Yeah. Go ahead, John. What? Well, I uh, have been researching also, like you, through this oh, whole thing. Yeah. Uh, in most, well, in almost all cases, uh, pedophilia is not considered medically or mentally as a sexual orientation. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, because if it were a sexual orientation, you could never, you know, according to their definition, you could never change it. In other words, you're born a pedophile and yeah. you stay a pedophile and you're yeah. not going to change it, just like a gay person. Uh, so it already is not considered a sexual orientation, and that's you know the only, but, the only reason they say but that. But this bill, is, this it bill is, makes it a sexual yeah, orientation. It is here. See, I think if you scratch that line, or if you leave that line and you make it redundant, that's the way I would look at it. And I'm not saying I'm for or against. I don't. Way. I, you lost me. I don't. Um, well, well, I, I think you, you're trying they, too hard to be a contrarian. If you take that line out of the bill. You are protecting pedophilia for legal purposes as a sexual orientation. If you leave it in there, then you're already making a statement that we already know is true. For but, instance, but why, my no, tree no, no. is green. No, obviously there was a need for it to be in there, which we're now witnessing. It's illegally. Are you speaking legally? Or? I'm speaking culturally, because ideologically, other, other theologically, and legally. But it's all about discrimination well, against this group. I'm going to discriminate yeah, against pedophiles. That's, Sorry. Yeah, well, that's just natural. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why would what, you? That's what they want to protect them well, then from. They're not going to stop me. Yeah, it's, tough. It's like, it's like saying <laughs> well, to me, if, if, Don't yell at if, me. if no, pedophilia right. is a crime and it's not a sexual orientation, what's the difference between saying that or putting in a bill that murder, a murderer, yeah, be. you know, I see John's point, and then so the question is, so what the hell's going on here? What's your game? What's the Why? end game? Why exactly? Why are you doing this? Yeah, see, and I believe there is an end game. I do too. Yeah. I'm with Joe, and I do. I want to watch this uh, the Hudson thing uh, because I want to see if there's yeah, a, yeah, 
Okay. Yeah, we, apparently, I'm getting I'm all kinds of very hysterical signals. Just trying to keep us keep, keep the old train on the track. We have to take a break. Okay. Everybody, yeah. Yeah. And I'll, well, if you take a break, I'm going to take a break on my scooter. I rode it last night. <laughs> Did you? Had to go to a, a situation. I rode my scooter. Here he comes. And uh, guys <laughs> gathered around it and Here said, man, are. do you look tough on that thing, huh? That Harley? No, it's not a Harley. It's a Yamaha service by EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. EcoFun Motorsports has all the gas-powered scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure. They've got the youth recreational equipment. They've got golf carts. They've got 4x4s. They've got, well, of course, it's the electric bike capital of the world, Bintelli e-bikes. Here comes Joe. Here I come, hey, Bintelli e-bikes. The Vanderhall Roadsters. I'm afraid to go there because i got to come away with either a golf cart or a Vanderhall Roadster. Great service, uh, apparel, helmets, good people. EcoFun has been with us almost from the very beginning, and we appreciate it. And GLers have enjoyed discovering EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 97, immediately west of 35 and in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42, ecofunmotorsports.com. Not a Garage Logic Town Council member? Here's what you're missing. I don't understand how you get all those Democrats to agree with that. It's a you're either with us or against us mentality, right, Johnny? Ridiculous. I'll be calling them about you guys. You know what Reaver said today? They make my employment very uncomfortable. 53-minute <laughs> mark in the Tuesday podcast. Yeah. <laughs> get a ticket, maybe. To collect. There, there can't be. See, if that happens, then, I mean, there can't be. That can never then happen. what's the point of this? John... How can you say that, though, when you see what's happening? But that's so over-the-top stupid that they well, couldn't they're awesome. Hello. The Hello. <laughs> well, Joe, I hope you're happy. Hi. Yeah, you're responsible for all this. Yeah, Joe. We're blaming Joe for all of this. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. David ProfessionalTurf.com. Boy, he really knows how to do it right. He's got himself a, he's got a division that does the irrigation stuff for homes and uh, for uh, commercial buildings. If you got an irrigation system, he can fix that thing. He can wake it up in the spring, put it to bed in the fall. He's got himself this lawn deal where if you've got a skanky yard, they're going to come out and turn that deal around. Next thing you know, you're going to have the best lawn on the block. You didn't have to lift a finger. All you did was uh, log on to ProfessionalTurf.com. Then he's got this landscaping division. Who knew? They're absolutely brilliant. If you want to make a change, I'm, I'm picturing your backyard right now, pal. It looks like the Adams family. And like your grandpa, you probably got an, an illegal weed growing right back there behind the <laughs> shed, don't you? Just like Rookie's grandpa. Yeah. Uh, Pro Turf can come in there. They'll, I mean, if you want to keep the weed, I suppose they can keep it. They don't care. Uh, but they can get rid of all the other crap. Uh, get rid of that stuff that was put in in the late 50s, and it looks like it. And they can do whatever you want. Rocks, sure, a pond, a creek, mulch bed, trees, perennials. You name it, they can do it. You'll be happy. You'll have the best lawn in the neighborhood and an amazing outdoor environment. 
And all you had to do was click on ProfessionalTurf.com. Based on the first 50 minutes of this show, there is nothing to prevent me from thinking that this state is run by some really, really bad people. I mean that seriously. Really bad, bad people. And we're stuck with them until they're defeated and gotten out of here. Uh, evil's not too strong a word. Uh, because I'm convinced that I don't trust these people as far as I can throw them. You want it? You want? You don't want that line in the Human Rights Bill that excludes. You you want to include sexual attachment to children as a sexual orientation. You want to include it. I want to exclude it. That's my sermon. And basically, if, if Finky's for it, I'm against it. I'm just whatever go that whatever far. that character's for. I'm <laughs> they would come back at you and say, "We want to protect all Minnesotans, no matter who yeah. they are, from discrimination." Well, I'm and sorry. That includes felons. You come and into child my store rapers. and apply for a job, and you put down pedophilia. I'm kicking your ass out. You ain't getting the job. Sheep lovers, yeah. come on in. Yeah. Whatever you, whatever you're into. We're going to protect you from discrimination, even if it's illegal. Here's John Hyde. Even though there's not going to be any jobs for you to apply for in a couple of years. <laughs> no, because these people are financial <laughs> idiots. Because they don't do the job they're supposed to. Okay, now uh, to the news. No, uh, 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 you're right. Expand yeah. on that. No, no, he's right. Expand they're on busy, that. Don't fix they're busy the kicking. You know, come on. Yeah, just they're busy kicking to. this nonsense around when, you're right, John, let's go with the uh, highway but here. This isn't nonsense if this is what they're focused on and they win this. That ain't nonsense. Hmm. How about we have an a la carte system with our taxes? I, I want to pay for roads. You choose. Oh, I yeah. love that idea. You know, I, okay, yeah, sure. Here's some money for the schools. I'll That's go fine. Street lights. Yeah, street lights. I'll do that. Um, okay, what else? Uh, but all this other garbage? No, nah, I'm, I'm I'm good. There's I don't want to pay for that. There's a pothole on Edgecombe in St. Paul that is the worst, and I'm not exaggerating, the, the worst street. I've seen. And everyone knows it now, so we know how to get around Give it. Give me the cross street. Oh, I will. Is it on the curb? Okay. But I, I want to make a sign, a professional sign. Hey, St. Paul residents, you know how do you guy. like your property taxes now? And I want to put it. I want to put it on in a stand middle. inside that pothole. Like it's a billboard. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a traffic cone. Yeah, yeah. You there know, the was first a traffic cone in it that's been removed. Oh my God! What's a safety oh, hazard? Maybe you have fixed it once. You guys have <laughs> no. warning signs saying "pothole ahead," like we do out in the country. No, we don't no. have that. That costs no. too much. Um, I, I keep going back to what you said when Putin invaded Ukraine. You remember what you said? No, because he knows he, he knew he could get away with it because the United States is not a serious country. Right. right. This is the kind of things we're worried about. Yep. The. Uh, up here at Andover, they're about every 10 feet, but they're in, it's like a road. So you just avoid that one area because they continue on for a mile every oh, 10 feet. They're well spaced. Yeah, perfectly spaced. Yeah. Uh, you know, the first a la carte folks, Chris, you know who that was mm -mm. for taxes, was all the radical lefties in the late 60s who said, I'll pay my taxes. I don't want to pay for the Vietnam War. That was a Joan Baez thing. I remember it. Uh, I'll, take a, I'll take a lefty from the late 60s over these idiots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, They're wait, conservatives by left. today's standards. Well, absolutely. Wouldn't that be you? A lefty that, that's why I'm saying that. <laughs> I'll take me. 
I'll take me. me you and Tricky Dick Nixon. Uh, all right. In the news, uh, by the way, this news is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. Early this morning, members of the Minnesota Senate passed an education finance bill, speaking of spending money, with a 35 to 32 vote. Passage comes one day after the House of Reps passed at 70-62, and it now heads to Governor Tim Walz's desk, where he will, we assume, you think he will. will? You think so? Oh, you yeah. think so? I don't know. Look over. Turned out to gold. be a bad guy. I had no Look. idea. But this is an additional amount, right? The the two well, the, yeah. the legis- legislation increases state spending on education by about two point two six billion dollars because right, that's going to solve everything. Or 10% over the next two years. Wow. It also boosts per student spending by 4% next year and 2% in 2025. Civics and personal finance courses will be required for high school graduations for students who start ninth grade in the 2024-2025 school year. And Holocaust and genocide studies will be added to the social studies curriculum starting in the 2026-2027 school year. The education finance bill also includes other provisions, such as replacing Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day on the school calendar and prohibiting the use of Native American symbols or names as mascots unless all 11 Minnesota tribes approve an exemption. Uh, Schools will also be required to carry menstrual products and opiate antagonists. Lawmakers also approved $74.4 million for support personnel personnel aid and workforce development to respond to students' mental mental, behavioral or physical health needs. I'm so old, I remember that we studied things like the Holocaust in history class. Yeah, we didn't need any legislative dinosaur. We didn't need any legislative action. One of the numbers you just cited, John, struck struck me. You just said 2.6 billion increase, correct? Which is 10 percent of the budget. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a 10 percent increase over the next two years. A 10 percent increase of the school budget, right? Of the school budget, which is more than half the state's budget, right? Meaning that's now going from 26 bill. To 28.6. Wow, that's a lot of money. That is a lot. What are these morons going to do when companies start leaving the state? You mean the ones that are it's already happening? Yeah. What, what are they going to do? It's all fun and games, so you run out of other people's money, Joe. Well, right. did you see, uh, Governor Walz's tweet was, hey, Florida teachers and families, yeah. come to Minnesota. We're the place to live in 2023. Yeah, I'm going to Florida to move to this godforsaken How long ago was that, Matt? Yesterday, uh, I believe. I think it was yesterday. So he's still pounding on that. Yep. Yeah. That's been a deal for, when did we do that fake ad, John? About six months ago. It was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. New details are expected to be revealed actually this hour as we record this regarding the state settlement with e-cigarette maker Juul and tobacco giant Altria. Governor Walls and Attorney General Keith Ellison set to announce details at an afternoon press conference. Settlement was reached on the day of closing arguments in the trial against the two companies. Settlement terms have remained confidential since documents needed to be filed with the court. Before the trial, Ellison said he was looking for more than $100 million in damages. Last year, Ellison spoke out after multiple states reached a $438.5 million settlement with Juul, saying Minnesota was not a part of that settlement. He issued a statement on Twitter regarding the deal, saying, in part, we are taking Juul and Altria to trial. We'll be the first state to do so for deceiving Minnesotans about the harms their product uh, products causes, especially on young I guess people. if the documents are private, we'll never know how much Ellison's going to skim off the take. 
<laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly, thank you. Target today reporting another quarterly profit decline, issued a cautious sales and profit outlook for the current period. <laughs> Minneapolis-based company dealing with rising costs, which includes rising theft as a big factor, and consumers who have become more cautious about spending their money. Despite all of that, the company still topped Wall Street expectations and stuck to annual uh, profit guidance above industry analyst projections. Target is among the first major U.S. retailers to report quarterly results. A lot of attention will be paid to the impact that all of this has on customers. Walmart, the nation's largest retailer, reports earnings tomorrow. Macy's, Kohl's, and Nordstrom post quarterly results later this month. Are you aware that Target is going to debut a new LGBTQ clothing line for kids? Mm -hmm. I was not. Pride Kids BU, one-piece swimsuits, Pride Toddlers, sleeveless rompers. What does that mean? A romper is a romper. Happy Socks Kids, that's a three-pack of Pride Socks. Pride Toddler Rainbow Leggings, Pride Kids Sleeveless A-Line Dress, pink. Target, what, uh, okay. Wow. So they got all that. So the next time you're at Target, you can get uh, pride clothes. Take pride. Something to look forward the to. The Take Pride Act. Hey, that's great. A man who was arrested Worked last... well for Anheuser-Busch. Maybe it'll work that well for Target. <laughs> man who was arrested last year in Savage and is accused of preparing for a violent battle with police has pleaded guilty now to a federal charge. U.S. Attorney's Office's 21-year-old River William Smith pleaded guilty to possession of a machine gun yesterday. The Attorney's Office says concerned citizens told the FBI in September about his weird behavior at a gun range. Over the next couple of months, court documents say Smith started talking with an FBI confidential source through social media. It said he was pro-mass shooting and sympathized and admired past school shooters. Federal authorities also learned Smith had access to an AR-style rifle, handguns, body armor, and a Kevlar helmet, and he had studied what he called the enemy by watching police body cam videos of shootings. According to federal prosecutors, Smith asked a different confidential FBI source for auto sears on November 17th, hoping to make his AR-15 rifle and handguns into fully automatic weapons. He then bought the auto sears from the informant November 28th, also asked about getting some hand grenades, which he then bought from the source in December. Smith was arrested during a scheduled meeting between him and the confidential source. His sentencing date has not yet been scheduled. A Forest Lake woman received a very unusual honor from a restaurant. Chris Henry inducted yesterday into the White Castle Cravers Hall of Fame at the company's corporate headquarters in Ohio. Henry was selected after writing a letter to the company saying she bought her home because it was close to a White Castle. I would have bet $1,000 she wasn't married, but she's married. Hmm. Henry said, it was amazingly excited. I never in a million years would I have thought I'd be sitting here. Is there Henry, meat in a, in a uh, <laughs> is there meat in one of those burgers? Steamed meat and onions. I knew you'd know that. Yes. Yeah. You're the food guy. Yes. Henry's How res- awesome would it be to live next to that chicken joint? Just yeah. walk right Which up to the window. Yeah, yeah, I, I just have them, it all a day Just long. have them hand me a, just hand me a chicken bread. Reach out the window. <laughs> no, the no bun. No bun. Just keep the bread. Out, yeah, no bread. Just no put bread. it in my hand. Oh, God help me. This woman got an award. Oh, my God. Yeah, she, she, she was not on only the an news award. last night. Yeah. She, she was on the news too. last night. Yeah. She got this not was only. News. You seen it? I seen it. I seen it. She got not only the award, uh, Joe, but you probably saw this. Then, too, she got, and this is how it was written in the story, the 
iconic White Castle jacket. Oh, okay. oh never seen one. I've seen never seen one. Well, I've seen it. You've seen it? I, uh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Let me tell you my White Castle story. I'll make it short. I uh, hope when so. I first, when I first met my wife and we came to visit her family here in Minnesota, I didn't know what White Castle was. We don't have them in North Dakota, right? So they said, oh, man, let's get burgers. We'll go to White Castle. I'm thinking I'm going to get a big, juicy, mm, 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 let's rare, go, baby. rare burger. Yeah. And I get, you know, this thing, this Yeah, it was big, sheet rock that, or something. It was, yeah, that smells like, you know, you, well, you know. You know, Sanibel Jim is another normal guy, Sanibel yeah. Jim, normal yeah. guy. Somewhat. He takes his wife to White Castle on their anniversary. Aww. He said they get candles and the whole deal. That's well, nice. she likes it. People Maybe she likes it. Sanibel, I, I don't know about that. My wife loves White uh, Castle, but I won't allow her to buy it and put it in the car because Rook, it makes the car smell so you might as well so tell bad. us what you use it for. What I use White Castle for? Yeah. Eating, dressing. Well, what about your dressing? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's the one thing. I didn't know what you were going to say. I didn't know either. (laughs) Something really worried about. Sit on it for a while. There's this cavity. (laughs) Let's. uh, (laughs) On that note, let's uh, let's hear more from the rook as we take a short break from the news. Well, let's switch some gears. You know, we've been talking about the government trying to help people out or legislation and all this other crap. Forget them. They can't help you. No, they can't help you in the right way. Minnesota Masonic Charities. Go to mnmasoniccharities.org. They're in the private sector. They have been helping people out. The Freemasons started helping people out a long, long time ago, and that trend continues today, which is why Minnesota Masonic Charities, which started in 2006, they all combined, and they said, let's keep doing a good job. Let's keep helping people, whether it be um, uh, scholarships, whether it be just uh, helping people that are old get a nice a soft ending to their life, all sorts of stuff. Helping children's, they're compassionate, they're committed, and they're capable. They are garage logicians. They're in the garage, for crying out loud, figuring out how can we help these people that need our help without the government being involved. And they've done it. They've done it for hundreds of years, and specifically Minnesota Masonic Charities has done it since 2006. Please learn more by going to their website, mnmasoniccharities.org. Find out about the scholarships for next year, 952-948-6200, minnesotamasoniccharities.org. We haven't had many roofers join us on Garage Logic, but Pete is with us from Hire a Pro, and he wants to explain to you how they do what they do. Hey, Joe. In the end, I got tired of door knockers, and, you know, the profits on residential roofing are obscene. I came up with a better way to get it done. At Hire a Pro, we help the homeowner get their roof replaced from their insurance proceeds so that they can earn what a roofing company normally would in profits instead. Yeah, but I thought I thought it works like this. The homeowner isn't supposed to make money on their insurance claim. So let me ask you this. When it hails on the roof of somebody who owns a roofing company, do you think the insurance company is making them find another company to do the job? Uh, no. That's right. It's legal to make money on it, but it's illegal for a contractor to pay you for the job. Most people just don't know a crew. They don't know what materials to get. We take care of all of that for them so that they can earn like a roofing company would, replacing their own roof. So look, if insurance has approved your roof replacement, give these guys a call at 651-402-3400. That's 651-402-3400. Or visit them online at hireadot.com. Pro. That's higher, uh, and then put the dot there, pro. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. 
Joe Souchere. We've got a big event to look forward to coming from DK Mags in June. DK Mags is providing a Sig Sour Try Before You Buy event at Metro Gun Club on the 3rd of uh, June, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Along with this one-day event, DK Mags, they'll also be offering 10% off Sig Sauer firearms accessories, 15% off ammo, and Saturday will be the last day to qualify for the $60 Sig Sauer web store promotion. And if that's not enough, as my voice cracks, uh, DK Mags will be giving away a Metro Gun Club pistol membership. All you have to do is sign up when you try a SIG on the 3rd. And when you visit DK Mags, make sure to sign up for a chance to win a second membership. You got a lot of signing up to do is, is the deal here, but it could all pay off in the end. Remember, all of the same pricing, it's available at their second location, Monticello Pawn and Gun. DK Mags, they're on Old 8 in New Brighton and on the web, dkmags.com. A courier just delivered from the governor's office the new ad that'll start running on Twin Cities radio stations. I think in Florida, this is running I'm in Florida. I'm sorry, it's running in Florida. This is from the state of Minnesota. Tired of trying to avoid Florida man? Alligators and hurricanes? Come to Minnesota. We procreate and recreate all year round. Spring on the lake, that's when we take our old car to the lake. Then we stand around and we bide our time, wait for the ice to break. Winter time at the old lake, cut a hole and poop. The warden bursts in, he says hello, you just say oops. We also welcome your poor driving habits. Minnesota's drive too slow in the fast lane. They drive too fast in the snow. You lived here 35 years by now, you should know. Don't be afraid of the cold. You can camp outdoors in negative 35. It's 35 below. Let's set up camp and live outdoors. Don't need food or drink and you never have to go to the store except the liquor store. Please come to Minnesota even though we really don't want you here. Drive safe and look out for deer. Tell your folks I said hi. Thank you. They, they're oh, hearing that. Yeah. In I was in Florida. Florida. That's, that's in response to yesterday, God. Governor Tim Walz tweeted out, Florida teachers and families, if you're looking for a place where you can live in 2023, you're welcome in Minnesota. I'm sure he was, they'll be flocking here. He was doing that back in December. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he tweets that every week. Uh, yeah, every week or so, he sends out another message to Floridians who... No tax. Remember that. Well, this Free was state, also warm. In, res- in response to a Florida teacher. This is from CNN. Florida teacher says she is under investigation after showing fifth grade class Disney movie with gay character. Hmm. I don't know what that means. Well, it's a story because she was then interviewed and said, well, it doesn't matter because when your child comes to the classroom, they're property of the public school system. That's why. That sounds like a really old story. Yeah. I, I seem to remember that one from six months ago, too. Oh, this one says May 15th, 2023. Okay. All right. In other news, authorities say they're still not sure uh, why that 18-year-old gunman went on a shooting spree Monday in New Mexico. A 98-year-old woman and her 73-year-old daughter among the three people killed by 18-year-old Bo Wilson, a high school student who roamed through the neighborhood on Monday, firing indiscriminately at homes and passersby in their vehicles, according to authorities in the northwestern New Mexico, uh, New Mexico town of Farmington. In all, Wilson shot nine people Monday morning before four Farmington police officers fatally shot him. 
Farmington Police Sergeant Rachel Desenzo was wounded in exchange of fire with the assailant. New Mexico State Police Officer Andres Stamatias was shot as he came to the scene. Four other wounded victims were hospitalized. They've been released, though. Investigators are still working on a motive for the shooting. Interviews with Wilson's family indicated they had concerns about his mental health, but it was unknown whether Wilson had been diagnosed with any mental health issues. The shooter only had minor infractions as a juvenile, so he was not on the radar of authorities, according to a deputy. Wells Fargo has agreed to pay $1 billion, that's with a B, to settle a lawsuit filed by its shareholders who allege the bank made misleading statements about its compliance with federal regulators after that fake account opening scandal came to light back in 2016. The class action lawsuit filed on behalf of hundreds of thousands of public employees of Rhode Island and Mississippi, whose retirement funds had invested in Wells Fargo. Federal judge in New York granted preliminary approval of the settlement that was filed late Monday. John, you were wondering earlier about uh, the the um, lawsuit with the state and Jewel. Uh, Hauser just tweeted, yeah. tweeted a minute ago that it is now official. Did they say how much or anything? Or no, sixteen point five million dollars in lawsuit settlement for selling e-cigarette products harmful to kids. They'll also pay state legal fees. Ellison says the company's deceptively marketed to kids during peak of vaping epidemic. Got it. Uh, Democrats scoring victories on Tuesday that could bode well, according to political watchers, for the party's chances in 2024. In Jacksonville, Florida, voters elected Donna Deegan as the city's first female mayor ever. Deegan came into the contest as a big underdog, but earned 52% of the vote to beat Republican Daniel Davis. Davis was endorsed by Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, and had a substantial fundraising advantage. Florida Democrats have struggled in recent elections, but political watchers say Diggins' win undermined suggestions that the state is firmly Republican. Meanwhile, in Pennsylvania, a victory in a special election gave Democrats the 102 seats needed to control the agenda in the Pennsylvania House of Representatives. State Senate has a Republican majority in Pennsylvania. Meanwhile, on the Republican side, a Donald Trump-backed candidate defeated a candidate backed by Ron DeSantis in the Kentucky Republican gubernatorial primary. Daniel Cameron coming out on top there. He'll face incumbent Democrat Andy Bashir. College wars in Florida. Students of the new College of Florida have planned to host an alternative graduation ceremony to oppose what they call a hostile takeover of their institution through trustees appointed by Governor DeSantis earlier this year. Graduation, which will be separate from the official ceremony, is being organized by new college seniors with support from the alumni-run Novo Collegian Alliance. Mm-hmm. They've raised already 105000 of the $130,000 funding goal for the ceremony on the GoFundMe page. And Governor DeSantis had appointed six new members to a board of trustees in January, leading to a backlash from students who opposed the views. The tapping of Scott Atlas as the speaker for the graduation ceremony on Friday also became a flashpoint between students and the administration. Dr. Atlas, a controversial figure, served as a top advisor to Donald Trump. In their alternative commencement ceremony scheduled for Thursday, the students invited Maya Wiley, an attorney and CEO of the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights, as the keynote speaker. According to the outlet, will the students oppose the changes brought by DeSantis? They were unable to have a significant impact on them. The moves by the board included the removal of the school's president, Patricia Oker, replacing her with a former Republican House Speaker in Florida who earns about seven hundred grand annually, more than double his predecessor. Your gal, Joe Martha Stewart, making news. How about Boy. this? Hello, baby. Va, va, Hello, baby. Pass. Martha will be... Become- <laughs> 
<laughs> Pass the Martha. <laughs> will become the oldest woman to appear on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. 81-year-old is in what is one of the latest cover stars of the magazine's new issue, the 2023 issue, stealing the title of the oldest to pose for the publication from Mae Musk, who appeared on a cover in 2022 at the age of 74. She said, usually I'm motivated by pay, but this time I was motivated by showing people a woman my age can still look good, feel good, and be good. They Stuart put the added, makeup on her with a mop. <laughs> Stuart added, I thought this is kind of historic and that I better look really good. Uh, uh, they have to uh, tighten up some of that uh, sagging neck skin. And yeah, they are tightened up of, pretty good. She a lot of scarves good. and uh, yeah. flowing uh, long sleeves. Oh, she gives you a peek. Is she what still about hanging the, with Snoop? What about the know. bat, uh, the fat bat wing... It hangs under your arms. Yeah, more yeah. importantly, you mentioned Snoop. Mm-hmm. Guess who wants to buy the Ottawa Senators National Hockey League team? Not Snoop. 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 That wasn't a very part of game. a group. You kind of led the witness there. He's part of yeah. a group that wants to buy the Ottawa Senators. Wow. Joe, huh. have you ever enjoyed the dulcet tones of Snoop? Very good-looking sport coat you've got. Oh, on. Sorry. Yeah, I have. <laughs> you, you have? Yeah. And? I, I I'm a big fan of Snoop. What What's my name? Can you? Can I don't you know. Any, I don't know any songs. You, you can't rap like along with that. Drop it like it's hot. I'm just a fan of Snoop as a character, not his rap. Having met and chatted with Snoop yeah. in person yeah. when he came to do that that coach. Any friend of my gal Martha is a friend of mine. Did yes. you tell him you were the rook from Garage Logic? Yeah, and then I asked for his Twitter handle so I could tweet everybody and mention it. No, he was really cool. He was higher than a kite. Yeah. He came in with his Shocking. fur on and his yeah. limo with his posse, but he answered every question. It wasn't a, he, he, was, he was articulate. I just think was he's he, a character. Uh, was he high on dope or on marijuana cigarettes? Well, I the asked dope. if he was on the reefer. I said, you, I smell some something like <laughs> reefer, where he was someone in your car smoking, and he just said, yeah. I uh, I love Snoop for the same reasons Joe does. Last week, he was at a seminar. And he immediately went off on the music industry yeah. and on streaming, how nobody can make any money. Yeah. And it was very intelligent and profane at yeah. the same time. Yeah, it, was wonder, it was wonderful. Do you he realize finally, what his D songs? No, he just, he just finally said, at the end, he said, I know I'm not following the script I'm supposed to here. And then he did another three minutes explaining what was wrong with streaming. Oh, cool. Cool. Do you know what the Twin Cities are going to smell like July 1st? I, I, I'm going to be when, sick. When the dope is legal? The dope. The, the, the dope. <laughs> People will be on the reefer. They'll be on the reefer, and if you think you smell it now, we'll wait a little. It's going to be like that Impala Lowrider yeah. that uh, Cheech was driving. Right. Yeah. Stuff billowing out the windows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That has the oh. shack thing going. <laughs> you, you kids and your long hair. Yeah. No, you dopers. <laughs> are you on the dope? Service was temporarily halted on line of Mexico City's subway system after a chicken got loose on the tracks. Huh. Video distributed by the city's metro system Monday showed the electricity cut off at a station near the city center on Sunday. It showed maintenance personnel and civil defense officers, yes, civil defense officers in hard hats, chasing the chicken around the tracks with brooms, gloves, and a trash bag. The chicken eluded several attempts to capture it before one worker finally tossed his coat over the bird and they picked it up. The Metro system said service was quickly restored after the incident, although the trains were not running for close to an hour. 
Mexico City's subway system has been plagued by a series of weird incidents. Earlier this year, a woman was arrested but later released after bits of a plastic washing machine agitator fell on the subway tracks at another station. It was later determined the incident was accidental and the woman was released. John, you got to watch out when you can pick up those chickens. You grab them the wrong way and you might accidentally, you know, choke them. I would have just run over the chicken and kept the subway going. That's how you handle it, huh? Yeah. yeah. You can get another chicken. Get another one. Uh, you need just, a chicken? You, I can get you a chicken by 3 o'clock. Not too tight. That's there was a little. chicken I, I, in my yard last year. I, a chicken? A really? chicken Did walking through, walking through my yard. out of a pen. Somebody, somebody's playing farm. Yeah. Yeah. We had a town chicken a few years ago until the town finally got sick of it and brought it out to the country. Yeah. Ki- kicked it out of the window. Wings for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's seen it John, since. thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. That was just fantastic. And, uh, well, are you sure? sure? Well, we're not done yet, but we'll be back. But first. But first. Speaking bunga, of chicken. Bunga, bunga. you got to do something about those mosquitoes. Chickens uh, probably are what? no help with mosquitoes. What? I'm just kidding. Uh, mosquito Shield, that's who I'm here to speak on behalf of because it's officially mosquito season. And if you're getting eaten up in your yard, we'll call my friends at Mosquito Shield. They are owned and operated by a couple of GLers, fantastic guys. It's Ray and Mike, the father and son team that own and operate two franchises right here in the Twin Cities. Uh, their territory, well, go online moshield.com and you can see their territory but getting rid of mosquitoes and ticks is their expertise they're not like other pest control companies that also spray for bugs they focus on the mosquitoes and the ticks only and they have a proprietary blend that is specifically formulated to rid your yard of mosquitoes and ticks and it was invented by the founder of mosquito shield and it's used exclusively by the company you can't just go buy this on the shelf so moshield.com moshield.com. That's their website. Just enter your zip code and you're going to be able to find them. Or you can also just give Mike and Kelsey a call directly at 612-619-1556. 612-619-1556. If you mention GL, you are going to get $50 off your service. Please let them know. You heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. For the past 165 years, Minnesotans have been enjoying all this great state has to offer. From Niagara Cave to the Lake of the Woods, outdoor adventures abound. Did you know Minnesota spans more than 86,000 square miles? It's great. We can experience a state so rich in landmarks, landscapes, art, and adventures. With so many options, it got us thinking, why are so many Minnesotans limiting their home and auto insurance options? Today, 80% of Minnesota Minnesotans have their insurance with just one agent who only has one company. No options. At the Canopy Group, we offer you 16 companies for your home and auto insurance and 40 professional agents. So as your needs change, we have options that continue to provide you with the best coverage for the best price. You wouldn't want to fish in only one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes, and we don't want you to be stuck with only one insurance company. Visit thecanopygroup.com or call 800-967-3389 and get your insurance options today. Am I done yet? Are we done yet? You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Tri-State Bobcat in Little Canada, Hudson and Burnsville. They've got a couple of Toro Time Cutter Zero Turn mowers on sale right now that you should probably uh, look into or at least 
run the numbers. Uh, the first one is the Toro 54-inch. That's the time cutter with the MyRide suspension. Price, $48.99, but hold on. The Toro rebate is 200 bucks. The Tri-State Bobcat rebate is 200 bucks. Final price, $42.99. That's a dang good price on a dang good unit. Now listen to this one. The 50-inch time cutter, uh, $38.99 minus $100. So that's an instant rebate. Final price, $37.99. But listen what you get with that final price. That includes a Tri-State Bobcat special five-year warranty and a Toro Total Care warranty extension of $460 value. Uh, the Toro Total Care that allows coverage for pickup and delivery within 25 miles on the riding units and up to a 30% reimbursement on covered maintenance items from Toro. So to sum it up, you're getting uh, an amazing zero-turn 50-inch time cutter at a dang good price with so much warranty piled up on it that you probably won't even need another mower for the rest of your life. Tri-State Bobcat, they have the Metro covered, Burnsville, Little Canada, Hudson, and they also have Oatana covered at Mankey's Equipment and a pretty cool website, tristatebobcat.com. <laughs> That's how I feel. We done yet? No, we're not. <laughs> In light of today's show, I want to read this letter from Chris. Now? No, I'm going to read this letter first. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> Dear Mayor. The litany of death, destruction, and degradation of our state, which is conveyed on GL Daily, is reflecting my despair over what has happened to us in so short a period. My roots in this state go back to just after the Civil War when my forefathers and mothers made their way here from Germany. For all of the years that I lived away from Minnesota, I defended our state from the teasing I endured about being from such a hick place. At that time, Minnesota had the highest high school graduation rate in the country, low crime rates, high home ownership, numerous large and small businesses, which made the economy diverse and strong and incredible natural resources and beauty. As with any place where humans live, there were issues, but for the most part, Minnesota was a great place to live, own a business, raise a family, retire. Can it truly be said that any of that is now true? Hmm. Center of the American Experiments magazine had as a cover story headline in the winter 2020 edition, A Cold California. The article laid out in frank terms the very agenda that we have seen enacted with seeming shocking rapidity over the past few months. Those who have been paying attention, like you and the Center of the American Experiment, Alpha News, and others, cannot really be surprised at the legislation that has sailed through the commissariat pretending to be a representative government in St. Paul. They've been telling us they would do this as soon as they could get the power to do so. A one-vote majority does not signal temperance or comedy to them. It signals full steam ahead. I weep for my state, and although I miss my elderly relatives very much, I am so glad they are not here to see what has happened to the place they loved enough to settle, build families and businesses, and make better for their progeny. You are skeptical that people will vote with their feet and leave. With all the greatest respect, Mayor, you are wrong. I know numerous people who have already done so, packing up homes, families, and businesses, and going to more acceptable tax and policy states. The same course is in my near future. 
I love this place, but not so much that I am willing to be forced to hand over ever more money to a governmental behemoth that openly hates and denigrates my values, faith, freedom, and beliefs. To them, I say in the words of Davy Crockett, y'all can go to hell. I'm going to Texas. From the shores of Gitche Chris. Hmm. We've had numerous emails from Chris. You know, speaking of the Center of the American Experiment, and we had Bill Glahn on the show yesterday, he tweeted out a uh, trip, I believe it was either this morning or yesterday morning, a trip through the um, huh. conditions of George, George Floyd's I'm lo- looking at it right now. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's all over South Minneapolis, but yeah. Wow. What, what, I, I missed right. your first part of your sentence. I'm sorry. Bill Glahn, yeah. our guest yesterday. Yes. He took a trip through, uh, Kenny said South Minneapolis, but most notably George Floyd Square. Right. It's, uh, it's pretty eye-opening. Well, uh, the true liberal radicals don't have a real good eye for decorating. How about that? Okay. (laughs) John, I had a music note for you, and I forgot to include it for Mike Soltis. Hey, GL crew, listening to the podcast from last week regarding Prince's car and him listening to new tracks, it is true, as his guitar tech for many years, I can attest to that. His theory was that nobody listens to music on studio reference monitors. They mostly listen on small speakers in the car or at home. So he wanted to be sure the mix was heard well in those environments. Also, he drives a BMW. Thanks, Mike Soltis. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my kid's theory also. Mm-hmm. As soon as he mixes it, he takes it out to the car. Mm-hmm. So Prince did drive up and down the highway that's now called, what, Prince Rogers Nelson Highway? Prince Rogers, yeah. We are so lame in this state that we can't come up with a highway dedicated to Prince that just rolls off your tongue. You've got to get all of his. Why don't you throw in his birth date and his death date too? You stupid. Why don't you just call it Purple Rain? Asset. Yeah. Purple Rain Highway. Little red Corvette. Right. My God, you've got so many options. Instead, you put it down like it's his death certificate. Yeah. The death certificate drive. How about something <laughs> control highway? Yeah. That's. <laughs> I don't think that one would have flown. And a note about coffee. I we, like uh, Prince uh, Drive. Yeah. We had the note about the uh, anarchist in Toronto who went out of business <laughs> trying to sell coffee. Yeah. Uh, this guy's got a pretty good link. This is Zach. I'm submitting this from my phone, so I'll keep it short, and please forgive any, forgive any typos. I'd like to point out the beginnings of a link. I've noticed this for a while now, but it didn't click until the coffee discussion yesterday. Here's the start of the link. Do with it what you will. A person's tendency to support the mystery and all of the foolishness associated with it is proportional to the complexity of the coffee they order. I work in a downtown setting and regularly go out for a cup of coffee. It's as much a chance to walk around the block as it is for the caffeine. I inevitably end up waiting in a slow-moving line because a Mysterian with purple hair has such a fancy coffee order that it takes 10 minutes to order and even longer to make. I haven't fully thought out what this means, but I'll leave that to you. Pushing back from Salt Lake Hmm. City, Utah, Zach. I think there might be something there. I think Zach is calling me the world's best conservative then, because I just like a black cup of coffee. Me too. There you go. Regular size black coffee, please. And I'm paying cash. I'm not giving you one of those communist plastic cards. (laughs) Can I get a hot dog and a? I need. I'm at Costco on my rookie. I need a roller dog and a pop. (laughs) 
And that comes to a dollar And here's 61. my credit, debit credit thing. That comes card. to a dollar sixty one, please. <laughs> Thank you. Please pay. But you know what? At Costco, I don't think you can use cash. Uh, whatever. You can't anymore. Yeah, you have to walk up to the uh, kiosk, order on the screen, and no. put your card in. So you can't go pay cash. Joe, should we run over to Costco? No. Only <laughs> Get uh, because. Beans? Get some beans? Only because they come to us. All the way from the traveling Lymans who are currently in Fernandia, the village is Florida. Bert, by the way, frequent emailer Bert said he put a pink flamingo in his yard. No knock on the door yet. Nothing yet. No, huh? nothing no yet. Mimos? No, no. Nothing yet. No Mimos walking up? No. On this a, day. I have a goose decoy in my yard. Yeah. On this that's day. That's a whole different thing, Kenny. That's a whole different hello? thing. Hello. Well, that's what I was hello? hoping. Hey, uh, trying to do a show May here. 7, yeah. May 17th is today. In 1837. Way back. A long way time back. Methodist missionary Alfred Brunson arrived at Fort Snelling. He established the first Methodist mission in Minnesota at Caposia, now South St. Paul. Caposia. And that's it for this day in history. And I, fig- I figured that's out why. Caposia. You call it Caposia. Right. Caposia. I figured out why. Everybody went to the lake. Yeah. Hmm. See? It's like the Wild went to the lake early. Let's you know, go. Let's hockey go to the lake player, right now. Hockey players go to the lake. Your Western Conference Finals feature the two hockey hotbeds of Dallas and Las Vegas. Ooh, and Dallas. the Eastern Finals feature the two hockey hotbeds of Carolina and Florida. Our stiffs have been at the lake for five weeks. Yep. <laughs> Ain't ever going to be a parade in the Twin Cities. No. Ain't not in your ever lifetime, gonna, bro. Not in my lifetime. Maybe I'll mine. never see the cup. Maybe I'll mine. I'll never see the cup. But you did. I have held the cup. Yes. I've, I've, uh, you've wore a cup. I've I forgot what you put on the cup. Huh? Yeah. Didn't you take a selfie on the cup? I might have. But I it ended up taking a picture in of the private, cup. In private? No, what? I did not. You did not violate the cup, I did, did you? Of course not. You weirdo. I, was, I held the cup the with Ryan McDonough. Yeah. Uh-huh. And Ryan but, uh, McDonough held the newest infant in the clan with the cup. With the cup? I was thinking more to the... When the cup made a trip out to Maplewood to the studios. I, I, I treasure the cup, and I, uh, I'm i afraid in my lifetime I'll never see the cup have a home in Minnesota. Yeah. Mm, no. Florida year, and Carolina. And we got these. Oh, Vegas. Uh, next year. Dallas already has a cup. Was I Carolina the already has or? a cup. Florida and Vegas do not have cups yet, but have been to the, have been to the cup finals. You can end it any time. I'm over now. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you, GLers. Hey, everybody. It's John here, and I want to tell you how you can eat stress-free this spring with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. You can get their fresh, never-frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals ready to eat in just two minutes. Weekly menu of 35 options like Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. And they use premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus for the no-fuss meals. And get rid of the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Just heat and serve. My favorite, the jalapeno lime cheddar chicken. Customize your weekly meals to get as much or as little as you need. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use 
code GARAGELOGIC50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code GARAGELOGIC50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50. You get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Love sexy highway. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. There's others. There's others here. Anything beats the death notice. Do me baby highway. He never even went by that name, Prince Rogers Nelson. How about the symbol? He should have just had the symbol. The symbol. Oh, that would have been that would have been key. And if you want to find a podcast about Prince, go to Pod MN on your smartphone. I bet there's several where fans are uh, dedicate their podcast to Prince and his music and his life. And then if you want to go to our YouTube page, Garage Logic has a YouTube page of which you can subscribe to. Super easy. Go to YouTube.com, subscribe to Garage Logic. Then, finishing off your trifecta, go to garagelogic.com, sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council, where you will be an insider by paying $10 a month, 100 bucks a year, and you get a $10 Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store gift card. It's just that simple, John. You know what I'm saying? Did I have extra time? I yield the balance of my time, so 